Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Adam. And this is Amir. And welcome back to Music and Mass Destruction. This is going to be episode 14, also known as season 2, episode 5. And today, starting off, we're going to talk about a band that we have mentioned on here before. In the first season, I believe we mentioned it in the episode where we talked about bands that end up getting unnecessary hate. And this band was, I think, the first one we even mentioned is Nickelback. So, Amir, Nickelback. I know we talked about these guys before, back in season one. And I know we said a lot of things about them, you know, that, uh, you know, that you know, yeah, they're 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 a really generic band now, and you know, personally, me and you don't really think that they should be getting all the fucking like memes and all the hate and stuff that people are normally giving them. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? I agree with you, man. Nickelback, you know, they they're getting a lot of hate. Yeah, they're a meme and everything, and it's fun to hate on them. But you know, I grew up listening to Nickelback, and not once have I ever thought to myself, man, these guys suck. You know, I always thought they always have some some good songs. Not everything is a hit, but you know, every once in a while they'll have some gems that stand out from the rest of their music. And you know, they're really they're a really great band. They don't deserve the hate they get. They don't deserve the the attention uh, and negativity that that comes with that attention. You know, if anything, they deserve positive attention for bringing out some great songs. I mean, even Feed the Machine. You know, their recent work that was that was a great album. That it was. I mean, even going back to the beginning, you know, like uh, a lot of their earlier work, like uh, around the time, like when Someday came out, and I was like back in 2003, that's a song that my, my uncle was a big fan of Nickelback. I think I mentioned this in the previous episode from uh, season one, but my uncle was a big fan of Nickelback, and he died 10 years ago of colon cancer. And Someday is the song that I use, is that I pretty much remember him by. Because uh, that's my favorite Nickelback song. And I know he was a fan of the band. So Nickelback has uh, has had a big place in my life for like a long time now. And, uh, pretty much... <laughs> okay, there's something else I gotta mention. So we all know what happened after Rockstar came out. <laughs> I know you know all the buzz around what happened with Rockstar. And how... There are so many like media outlets and stuff and critics that were literally dubbing it as like the 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 worst song like ever made. <laughs> what is that? What? How does that make you feel? Honestly, I've heard worse songs than you know. Rockstar. It's not a song that's meant to be taken seriously. It's like a party song, you know, living the rockstar lifestyle. It's not something that's meant to be taken serious. And I'm pretty sure Nickelback doesn't even think that song is serious, you know. It's just one of those songs they wrote, they were having fun, they were enjoying the moment, and that's what that song should be. It shouldn't be labeled the worst song ever, you know, just because people don't like the lyrics behind it or the tune or whatever. <coughs> Photograph. <clears throat> you know, it just... <laughs> it, it just... It doesn't deserve the hate that it gets. You know, Nickelback, they have really great songs, and they touch up on a lot of... A lot of sensitive topics too, like uh, Lullaby is about you know finding the strength to hold on, and uh, Far Away is about you know uh, love and you know distance uh, put between two lovers and you know how they'll continue to love each other through hardship and you know it's, it's songs like that that are really great. Even songs like Hero, which you know starred on the first uh, Spider-Man soundtrack, that was just one of an the amazing songs. One of the gems. Dude, it's just that song is just one of the gems that just hearing that on the soundtrack it was so fitting because literally if you even watch the music video like the first thing you hear is like police sirens and then you hear like spider-man spinning a web and then swinging by and then and then that's when the song officially begins the song was just so fitting for the soundtrack of that movie like i just i can't say that enough and going back to what going back to what you were saying on Rockstar, like we like the song. Like as much as much as a lot of people probably don't want to admit it, we like the song. I mean, like if it comes on the radio, I'll fucking jam out to it. 
I know it's not I know it's not meant to be taken seriously or everything, but honestly, when I hear that song, I take it seriously. <laughs> if that makes any sense, but uh there's there's so many good things in that song, you know. It it flows really well. Yeah, all the lyrics are cheesy and everything, but this is like 2005 we were talking about here. I was like 11 at the time. So um and then I didn't really listen to much of their 2008 album, which was Dark Horse. I heard a few songs from it, but uh, it was kind of album I almost I really kind of skipped over a little bit. And then 2011, we uh, I don't remember what their album was called, but there's a song on there called uh, no, it's called Here and Now. And there's a song song on there called Burn It to the Ground, and that became the theme song for Raw again with the WWE references. I can't help it. I'm sorry. Um, and then there was another song in there called Bottoms Up, which I think was a really cool song. It was just about drinking beer and shit. Um, and then after that, they took another three-year gap. And then they came out with No Fixed Address, which was with the track Edge of a Revolution. That song is awesome. Like, that's, that's probably my favorite from the album. Uh, did you ever listen? Have you been listening to any of their other tracks on their albums? Not really. Do you see? Because in my opinion, Nickelback isn't really an album band. They're a they're a band that mainly like they have those singles that stand out, and that's why I love them so much. Because I go by a rule: if a band has ten songs that I can listen to over and over and over again and not get tired of it, I consider them a great band. You know, Avenged Sevenfold like that. Bring Me the Horizon is like that for me. Uh, Pull Up My Valentine, Day to Remember. You know, those bands have plenty of songs that just exceed my expectation, and I go back to and listen to over and over again. And a lot of people might not even know too many Nickelback songs other than the ones that have been made memes by people online, but if you go into, you know, their entire uh, history, ever since their first album up to now, you'll you'll pretty much find 10 songs that you'll like from any of the albums. Like all together, easily you can find 10 songs. Like me and you did this the other day. We were talking about uh, 10 songs from the band that we think are good, and we managed to name off 11 of them. Yeah, at least 11. We overshot, <laughs> barely, but we did. We get, we get Our goal was 10 at least. And, and somehow we managed to scrounge together at least 11. And you know Shad, yeah, he's an asshole. Especially in the in the metal and rock community. But at the end of the day, like you got to give him credit what credit is due. The man is talented and he can perform live. You know, how, how he sounds in the studio is how he sounds live. He's a great performer. You know, the rest of the band is talented as well. And these guys sold millions upon millions of copies of albums altogether so you can't tell me that there's people out there who don't like the band you know they're not going to be labeled a successful band if people hate them obviously people like their music it's just you have those assholes out there who just love to hate on the band just because they're popular yeah i mean like uh i saw i think i mentioned this back on that that episode with bands that get hate but um there was like a little article that i found that pretty much said, like, uh, according to, like, a 2008 article, like, Nickelback sales alone and albums is a big majority chunk of the reason why current bands that most people love today are still signed to their current record labels because of their sales. And, like, if Nickelback had disappeared from from these labels and everything and their album sales had, like, just gone, let's just say, like, a lot of these bands still currently signed to these labels would be struggling right now. I was reading. I was reading that in an article. See, for me, it's kind of like um, the way people hit on country music. People say it's lame. You know, they don't understand it, and everyone immediately, "What kind of music do you listen to?" You ask them that, and they're like, "Oh, anything but country." Why? Country is easily one of the like most successful music genres of all time. It's been around for decades. You got guys like Conway Twitty, even Hank Williams had like sixty plus. You know, uh, Billboard top and singles like that. That dude's a freaking legend. And then you have new guys coming onto the scene, and it's like, why do you hate country? Give me a valid reason why. No one can ever give you a reason why. And then you throw on a country song, it's like, oh, this isn't that bad. Of 
course, not that bad. You know, just because other people like to hate it doesn't mean that you should hate it too. Yeah, like personally, I don't hate country music. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like, I don't hate country music. It's just like, it's it's my least listened to like genre, you could say. Yeah, but I could do all of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going on my way to bash it or anything, but like, I'll listen to Luke Bryan every once in a while just because I fucking feel like it. And see, that's the thing with Nickelback is that people just love to follow the crowd, love to follow that trend of hating on them just because it's what they see online. But it. These guys don't deserve hate at all. If anything, they deserve support. Like I said, they have great songs, you know? Uh, Lullaby, for example, has a great message behind it. It's about, you know, holding on through tough times. Like, who doesn't love a band that does that? Of course, you know, Shad wrote about some cheesy-ass shit. Like, oh, I'm a big shit, I'm a rock star, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, maybe he's just having fun with that shit. But you gotta look at the broader picture. You gotta look at the broader picture here. Like, these guys have put on an amazing show time after time after time they're consistent with their music they don't stray too far from their formula even if you call it generic guess what it's working for them and they haven't sold out either no as far as I know they have they haven't done like a sellout routine like some bands that we know out there I'm not gonna name names specifically but there are a lot of them and I'm so glad they haven't done that yet I mean yeah it would be nice to see them maybe mix some stuff up but like you know, I'm not going out of my way to, like, say that they're fucking garbage or something just because they won't change. I mean, you know, sometimes sometimes things are better left, un, un, like, undisturbed, you know? See, it's like um, Breaking Benjamin. You know, every album, you know it's Breaking Benjamin. Why? Because it sounds like Breaking Benjamin. You don't need to stray from that formula because it worked for them. And they know what that, and they know it worked for them. Same with Nickelback. They know uh, what worked for them. I'm having some flashbacks to my time with Ember. <laughs> Let me tell you guys something, man. To you guys listening on the podcast. I told this asshole about Ember when I first got hired at, at the job. Because it, it came out the same year that me and you met on the job. Because I, I got hired October 2018. And I remember telling you about it probably not even a month into the job. It took your ass well into 2019 to finish the album. And the album only had like... 11, 11 12 songs. Yeah. 10, to, 10 to 12. I don't know why the hell it took me so long. I guess... I even bought the album. Would you listen to one song a month? <laughs> you were that busy? It, it, it just kept slipping my mind. And I just... It, it was just something I kept forgetting about. But eventually I did finish it. And Blood is my favorite song on the album. I'm just going to throw that out there. Because I know we talked about them already, but... Blood is my favorite song off the album. Is towards the end, but I really hope I don't have a I don't have a situation like that again. See, what I don't understand is why do people hate on Nickelback? They hate songs like Photograph or Rockstar, but they praise songs like um, you know How You Remind Me or Far Away. Like they love they love those songs, but why Rockstar and Photograph? Well, I think Photograph is a great song. Every time I hear that song. I just think back to all the memories I had when I was a stupid little shit in high school. <laughs> yeah, and your fond memories of Preston. Man, fuck Preston. <laughs> if you guys haven't watched the last episode yet, you'll understand. Please do, because he said everything he needed to say. <laughs> but yeah, pretty much, to, to sum up, man, like, you know, Nickelback can, can be generic at times, but like, that, that in my eyes, that's not really, that's not really considered a bad thing to me, you know, like, Bands like to evolve and stuff. They like to change and they like to try new things and everything. And that I can respect. But, you know, on the other hand, you have these groups that just don't want to change because, you know, they start out one way. They found out, oh, we actually we actually like the style that we're doing and people like the style. So why not continue? Why why take a chance to ruin something that's working? It's like, the like if it's not broken, don't fix it. Exactly, I'm about to say. Yeah, if, if it's it not broken, broke, don't fix it. Exactly. <sighs> Bottom line, you know, every, to anyone out there who like gives Nickelback shit, like, like, come on, like, just, just really, take the time, maybe listen to all their records first. Don't just listen to a stray track here and there, and just say that they're garbage. Like, take the time and actually listen to all their records. Like, listen to No Fixed Address. Listen to Feed the Machine. 
like listen to like their their latest work because honestly there's i think they still sound good you know i hope they're working on another record that's gonna come out here pretty soon i really hope they are but their latest work i like their latest work like i don't have an issue with it no. i mean it still feels like nickelback from when i was like a kid now i can understand why people hate shat because he has an ego i'm not gonna lie yeah, I believe someone used the phrase he has ramen noodle-like hair. But, for whatever reason, don't hate on the band, you know? Don't hate on the band's actions. Hate on Chad for his fucking ramen noodle-like hair. Even though he doesn't have his hair like that anymore. Like, I think he has short hair now, but... Uh, Not anymore. I guess he got wind of the comments and everything. I mean, let's be honest, though. His, his ramen noodle hair is better than what, what most bands had in the early 2000s. Like, most members of bands were rocking those, that hairstyle that was spiky, and it looked like a goddamn uh, bag of poxy sticks were sticking out of their head. I could never understand that. Like, Why was that a thing? Personally, I didn't know it was a thing. I mean, I saw it quite a bit, but I didn't know that was, like, the rate, quote-unquote, the rage back then. It's like, seeing someone with that hairstyle will literally just make you feel like they're just coming up to you with, like, a... With like just a generic person around the around with their arm around their shoulder, like, hey, me and my home fry here would like to join your possum. <laughs> like you, you know what those guys look like with haircuts like that? You know that damn bullet from uh, Super Mario? Oh, That's what it looked like. It was ridiculous, man. And I and I know there's people even today still that are probably still rocking that hairdo somewhere. Dude, if you got that haircut out there, or if you even got if you got a mullet. You got a mullet right now, man. You might as well just, you might as well just kill yourself. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell rocks a mullet in 2020? You're worse than those guys that wear fucking Yeezy. You know what Yeezys are, right? The shoes. Unfortunately, I do. They look like fucking loaves of bread. Why is that stylish? <laughs> That's not stylish. <laughs> That's not fa- Let me just, I don't understand male fashion Let me just tell you something man Fashion in my eyes Is like a suit You know You're dressing up You look nice You look dapper I don't know Since when the hell Has a guy Wearing a scarf And like a sweater And like an oversized jacket And baggy ass pants But hat Pre-cut holes in it Who wears a pants Who spends that much money On a pants With pre-cut holes in it At the knee they're trying to what be as... Let me tell you something, man. At the end of the day, they're going to wish they had that extra denim material on their knees for when their daddy comes home and makes them suck a dick. <laughs> because that's the only people, the only people who buy cut-off jeans at the knees are sucking dick. I'm sorry. No normal human being who... If you wear, like, Levi's or, like, Wranglers or something, and it's, like, an actual jean, and it's a little loose feet. Not, not skinny jeans. Not skinny jeans. Just Re- loose-fitting, kind regular, of. Maybe even slim-fit. You know, slim-fit jeans, because you want a little bit more tailored. Go ahead, man. Prop to you. I'm, I love me some Levi's. I have Levi's. You know, I don't ever wear them. But, you know, whenever I dress up, whenever the occasion calls for, yeah, I throw on some Levi's and wear some jeans, like a man. And it doesn't have cutouts in it. And if it has cutouts, you better get down to suck it, honey. <laughs> we went from talking about Nickelback to, like, fashion. <laughs> this is what Shad does to you. This is why you need to hate Shad. Fuck you, Shad. What's, lo- your, what's we, your name alone? We love you. We love your music with Nickelback, but fuck you, dude. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> By the way, can't wait, for, can't wait for Nickelback's next record. I'm just throwing that out there. I can't either. We love you, Shad. No, we don't. We love slash hate you. Bottom line, I hope you're doing well. I loved your acoustic version of Rockstar. I did too. Which came out like two weeks ago as of this as of this episode of the podcast. You know what, man? You know who'd be the kind of douchebag to wear fucking jeans or hoses? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Preston, dude. He would do that. Somehow I fucking knew that you were gonna little, you were gonna find a way little, to wrangle him in here. His little curly ass hair and his fucking He used to wear a little white polo shirt. He thought he was the shit. He looked so proper and everything. He didn't look proper. He looked like fucking Enrique Iglesias. You know, I knew someone in school who was kind of the same way a little bit. His name is Levi. Oh god. Wait, what's it? yeah, his name is Levi. 
he was a big fan of Dragon Ball Z. And he was just fucking weird to me. Man. But, like, this is, like, second grade we're talking here, so, you know, I was a fucking kid. But even now, thinking back to it, that dude was just weird. You know what? I'm hope, I hope he's doing well wherever he is out there. But Now that you brought up Levi, I'm going to tell him this story, because we need to fill some time for this episode. <laughs> but listen to me, man. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Before we go there, I think we should end this topic about Nickelback, and then we'll put in, we'll, uh, you know, we'll... We'll go into a little intermission, and then we can we can talk about another session about that. But we got a we got an interesting story coming up here in just a quick sec. So, for everyone, anyone out there who's even listening, or even I don't even understand why you're probably listening to us, but give us just a quick sec. We will be right back because we have an interesting story we got to tell you. We will be right back. Welcome back, everyone. So now, after the horrendous disaster of the Nickelback and going off topic for some random reason, we're back again. Apparently, Amir has a story that he wants to tell. I've heard this story before. Not in a while, but I have heard it before. I'm a little rusty on the details. I don't even, I'm not even sure if I want to remember anything that's going to be said. But nevertheless, here we are. And this is going to be off topic for a minute, but he wanted to get this out there. So before we move on to our official next music subject, you have the floor. So at the end of the last segment, you mentioned you could go to school with a guy named Levi, right? In the second grade. Well, I used to know a guy named Levi as well. And it was ninth grade year, 2015 to be exact. I have known Levi since middle school. Right. You know, he's a pretty decent kid, a little odd, but weren't we all back then? I still am. True. And, you know, me and Levi, we were good friends. We hung out after school and whatnot. He introduced me to my girlfriend at the time. Her name was Destiny. Me and her started dating, and, uh, you know, Levi was, he was happy for me. He was like, yeah, congratulations, man. I heard you and Destiny are going out. You know, congrats. But then after a while, like, Levi started talking about some weird shit with me, man. He started coming up to me, and, and we would go to, to McDonald's, like, after school. And he would come up to me when, when he would see me walking. And, you know, my girlfriend and her friend would walk ahead, and me and Levi would straight behind. And he'd be like, uh, listen, man, I've been thinking about some things lately. And I'd be like, all right, yeah, what are you thinking about? He's like, I don't know, man, I've just been curious to try some new things, you know? You know how people say they'll try anything once? Well, I want to be that guy. I'm like, yeah, man, go for it. You know, try. I, I thought he was talking about like beer or like smoking or something. I'm like, yeah, that's I'm, that's what I would have thought. I'm like, you do you do you, man. You know, just be careful with. But he's like, yeah, yeah, sure, man. You know, I'll take your advice in hand. And one day, uh, Destiny wasn't there at school, and uh, my friend, her, uh, me, her friend was absent. And so walking home, it was just me and Levi. And I remember we go to McDonald's, we're just chilling and stuff. We're just talking, you know, how to bro talk, talking about random shit. And I sit down, and Levi sits down across from me, right? And then, because we're sitting at a booth. And then he starts, like, scooting closer to me. I'm like, oh, God, what's happening here? I'm like, yo, what's up, man? And he's like, I remember how a couple of weeks ago I told you I was curious to try some new thing? I'm like, yeah, sure. And then he's <laughs> like... <laughs> And he's like, well, I never told you this before, but I think I'm, I think I'm curious to see what it's like to, uh, to be attracted to guys, to be gay. And he's like, and I'm like, oh, yeah, cool, you know, go ahead. Yeah, whatever. I didn't think he was talking about me. I thought he was talking about, like, some dude he had a crush on. I'm like, yeah, good for you, man. You know, embrace, embrace that, find yourself and whatnot. No, nope, he was talking about me. And he told me, he's like, yeah, man, sometimes I just want to, like, I just want to see what it's like, you know, to kiss another guy. And I'm like, where are you going with this, Levi? You're kind of scaring me. <laughs> and he, he told me, he's like, come on, man, just, just let me try it on you, just one time, just one little pet. 
I'm like Levi, nah, dude. I'm not. I'm not gay. Like I respect that, but that's not me, dog. You know I have a whole lot of girlfriends. I'm not gonna do that. And they just like, come on, man. It won't hurt. I told him, I'm like, nah, Levi. Sorry, man. I can't do that shit. And then like, I remember I left, and I was walking home, and that's when it hit me. Holy shit! He told me that because he was hitting on me. It like I didn't. It didn't occur to me until you know after that whole awkward situation happened, and I'm like, holy shit! He's been hitting on me the entire time. I don't know if uh, I don't know whatever happened to Levi after that because he moved away. I know I did run into him one day. I don't know what you told me about I that. I ran to Levi, and he said, "What's up to me?" And he was with a dude that was about five foot six, and the only thing. And popped and Levi grew. Levi grew tall since the last time I saw him. That dude's easily like six foot one. And all I and the little dude that was winning was like five foot six. All I could think about was, man, that little dude's getting plowed in the ass, isn't he? He's a bottom. He's getting that shit stressed the size of the Grand Canyon. That's the only thing I, I can think of. <sighs> but Levi, if you're listening to this. Keep on fucking that little five six white guy, you know. You know you do you, man. You you fuck his tiny little asshole. You stretch it out and you you come your cannon loathing. Or hey, on the flip side of that coin, maybe it maybe it, it maybe that was just a one time thing. Could be. It could have been just a one time thing, and that dude he was there with just happened to be another dude. Yeah, maybe maybe it's a homie. Maybe he got a girl. You never know. I remember he used to like black girls back in, in high school. Yeah, maybe he was just out with the buddy, just let getting me, food or something. Let me tell you, man. If you, if Levi, if you're out there, man, I hope you found your uh, your precious dark chocolate girlfriend. And you suck her ebony titties off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this took a hard right turn. You know, and if and if not, and if that dude did turn out to be a boyfriend, well, I, I I'm sure you you probably just sucked everything out of him. So uh, you know, good luck out there, Levi. Wishing you the best, and that's that's gonna end this segment. And now back to music. Yeah, I really wish it was that easy to go straight back to music after everything I just heard again. So anyway, back to music. <laughs> okay, so uh, now we're gonna we're about to start our next topic after the horrific story that was. Hope you guys will forgive us for that, because even I wasn't expecting that. But so. Our next subject is going to be, uh, what was it? It was COVID-19 affecting albums. The old Kung Flu virus. <laughs> you got to thank China for this. Any I can't sub- I can't believe that was actually a thing. Like someone actually called it the Kung Flu. I mean, what else are you going to call it? They got mad because they called it the Chinese virus. Well, where the hell do you think it came from? So, um, with COVID affecting like albums and stuff, you know, a lot of a lot of groups are like having to delay albums or like Foo Fighters, for instance. Uh, their their next album's already done, and they had to delay it indefinitely due to everything going around outside in the world. And all these groups are having like there's only there's one positive that's coming out of like you know everything that's going on. You know everything that's going on is horrible, but. The one thing is, is that, you know, a lot of bands and groups and stuff are taking this quarantine thing, like, you know, like they're, they're actually taking the quarantine and there, a lot of groups are using this downtime to actually make music. Like there's bands that have released a record like last year in 2019 that normally wouldn't release another record for like another two, three years. And because of this, they're having to stay quarantined, stay home. And they're using the downtime to like make soundtracks, make music, make stuff for like a new album. Like Wage War did that too. Like they're currently making their next record, and their their album just came out last year in August. They're already like working on another record. I wasn't expecting nothing from them until like maybe another good year or two. And there's even you know bands that haven't released anything in years, and they're thinking, "Fuck it, why not? Let's do it." Like from Ashes to New, they're doing they're doing like cover songs. Of like of uh, they're doing song cover songs from like other bands, like they're doing their own take on certain songs from other groups, and I think they're all really good. And they're getting ready to release their next record because their last record was two years ago in 2018. 
the new record's called Panic, and that's I think that's already out right now, or it's about to come out. I don't remember exactly, but um, yeah, a lot of bands are just uh, they're really using their downtime, you know. I guess you could say. Ugh. What are your thoughts on like COVID, like affecting all these album releases and shit? It it sucks because you know you want to be able to hear new music, and it's nice that there's a lot of bands that are you know partaking in writing new music and dropping singles and stuff. So it's nice that we're getting something out of it. But at the same time, it sucks that you know a lot of bands are gonna have to delay tours and and albums and stuff because they know that it's not gonna sell and they're not gonna be able to support themselves. You know, uh, the whole reason for bands go on tours is because you know that's the money maker right there. You can put out an album, but at the end of the day, you know, if that album doesn't sell well, what well, what do you rely on? You rely on tours. And since bands can't tour right now, that's, that's a big financial hit for them. Yeah, and like uh, with everything going around with COVID right now, they're saying like, you know, COVID could possibly never end. Like it, it could be like so long before it even attempts to die down, you know, properly, you know, because... There's, there's people out there that still don't want to, like, you know, follow regulations and stuff. And, you know, a buddy of ours just lost his job over, like, some, some shit that has to do with that. I'm not going to name names or anything like that, but, like, he refused to wear a mask. And, you know, we were, I would always warn him, like, dude, like, yeah, I know wearing a mask sucks and everything. You know, everybody inside this company doesn't like wearing a mask. Even our manager doesn't like it, but we have to do it, you know? I mean, that's, you know, we have to do our part. You know, to help, you know, keep this shit at bay. I mean, you know, even even recently, uh, we were supposed to wear masks up until August 3rd. But and things it, have gotten so bad that it got extended to the end of the month. Yeah, to the August. end of this month. Uh, I read that this morning. You know, the, with the current state of the world, you know, things aren't looking bright. I'm sorry, but, you know, a lot of people talked about how 2016 was the worst year. You know, because of the election and everything going on. But I got to say, this tops it, man. You know, the elec- an election is bad if you if the politician you want doesn't win. But at the end of the day, like, I think this is worse, man. To have a virus, to be trapped inside your home, jobless, our economy's in a shithole. I mean, this year can't get any fucking worse. I'm going to take that back because I know it can't. It's going to get worse. Dude, like... I remember at one point, like, when, uh, when COVID actually started happening, there were, like, memes going around about the fucking plague, like, going back around, and then, uh, those old-fashioned, like, bird-looking mask, like, memes started going back, out back around. There was a ghost meme that, like, of, uh, of, like, that mask, uh, that was going around, where it was, like, a, it was a picture of Cardinal, and it said, when you make an album about the plague, and then... It actually happens in 2020 and it has his face like like utter shock. Ah, <laughs> uh, hey, at least I was able to keep that on the music subject instead of going off into something else. I tell you what, though, man, I'm honestly hoping that next year we can start fresh, fans will start touring, new albums will be dropped, and we can blow this shit aside. Because I'm sick and tired of COVID, sick and tired of these mad. And I'm definitely sick and tired of watching all these fucking politicians telling me what I should and should not do in my life. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want to get deep into politics and shit because you know I'm not I'm like I'm I'm not a person of politics. But all I got to say on this on that subject is is that I hate everyone who's who's in in, in office right now. It, like it, I I hate everyone. We're not choosing sides right here. We're not gonna get political with it. But let me tell you something, man. If you have two different sides telling you two different things about the same virus, guess what? The virus is going to continue to spread. And it's spreading why? Because you guys are spreading misinformation. You got one side saying, oh, it's like the flu. And you got the other side, oh, it's the end of the world. We're all going to die. Well, pick a fucking side. Which one is it? So we can figure out a way to work together. We can stop this fucking virus. And we can get get back to living normal lives. And then there's all those, and then there's like there's a lot of people out there that are like, uh, you know, they're they're constantly Trump, like bashing Trump and shit and giving him shit because of everything that he's apparently not doing and everything. And again, I'm not taking sides. You know, I think I, I don't like Trump. I think he's an asshole. But you know, at the same time, everyone else in the fucking office is a piece of shit, in my opinion. 
And like I said, I don't like Trump. I'm not taking his side. I'm not taking Biden's. I'm not taking none of that shit. Trump is an asshole. But from everything that I've seen, at least he's trying. You know? At least he's trying to do some of the right things, you know, based on everything that's going on. Whereas everything else is about money to everyone else. Like with the stimulus bill and shit like that. And And I, I really hate that, man. Like, instead of worrying about how can we stop this vaccine, you know, what can we do to improve medicine so that this doesn't happen in the future? The only thing people are thinking about is how much money am I going to get in the mouth? When's the check? When's the next check? Am I going to get a check? Do I qualify for a check? Every fucking day. It's always something about the stimulus. Here's how, here's how much money you're getting. Here's how much you're not getting. Here, here's when you to expect it. Here's uh, what's going to happen when you get the check. Are you going to spend it on this or are you going to spend it on that? I never got my first check, FYI. I didn't either. <laughs> but you want to know why? I didn't give a shit. Why? Because I didn't rely on the government to fucking bail me up. Now, I understand some of you guys out there might not be as fortunate to have a job during, you know, quarantine and whatnot. So you rely on those checks. But at the same time, you have people out there who think that the government's just going to bail them out the rest of their life. And they're going to live off of those checks for the rest of their life. The government only cares about one thing, themselves. Exactly. They don't give a shit about us. They don't give a shit about any anybody else on this planet except for themselves. And they're only out for their own personal greedy gains. That's all that it is. These stimulus checks, let me tell you, when the money stops flowing in from all the people that aren't working, you know, and they can't pay as high of taxes as they used to, I'm going to tell you something, man. The stimulus checks, they aren't going to be there forever. We need to figure out a way to fix this shit now. And dude, here's what makes matters worse. I know they probably said that this isn't going to affect, like, their, you know, tax deadline next for next year or something, but... Everyone who got a $1,200 stimulus check, that shit's coming right out to your fucking income tax return next year. It more than likely is. Because guess what? With these stimulus checks, we're getting farther and farther into debt. And when people, when, when people aren't working, there's no money going back into the economy. So they have to take it one way or another. Take a wild guess as to where they're going to take that money from. Yeah, because... You know, instead of taxing people who really need to be taxed, no, it's everyone else. And it's like, it's like it comes back to the bands not wanting to release albums. Why would they release albums? Where is the money to be made? No one's working. If anything, people are just probably going to pirate their album if they release it right now. That's like saying, like, Amir, I want you to, I, I want to hire you to come work at my company, but I'm not going to pay you. Exactly. There's no point for bands to release music right now. You know, maybe on maybe through YouTube because they have a partnership. Maybe they get monetized or whatnot. Or maybe maybe like uh maybe maybe a couple of singles here and there, like just not a full album release. Like not until the time is right. Exactly. I I just don't see no point in bands releasing albums for 2020. You know, delay it to 2021. Let's see where the world goes in the last couple of months of 2020. And we're just getting we're just getting lucky and fortunate based on a few bands that are still left right now that are releasing records for the rest of the year. Because we're, we're, this is August 1st today at the time we're making this. We got five months of this year left and nothing has improved since this year started. Nothing. Like, ever since January 1st, like eight months ago, it has just gone nothing but downhill. Like, we started off on top and then we went down and here we are eight months later and we're still going down. Like the- you know, the coronavirus reaching the U.S., um, you know, quarantine being in effect, the de- number of deaths rising, the whole protesting and... The Black police, Lives Matter police, and all that stuff. I mean, brutality and everything. I mean, this... And this, the, the, ma- the mask thing, the, the, the mask mandate and stuff like that. This this year could, could not get any fucking worse. But the I, only I way this year could get worse is if... Like fucking Godzilla came to life from Japan and just came over here. Dude, the only only way this this year gets worse is if like a war happens and we're sent to be on a draft. We're sent in a draft. Like Dude, I know. Were we on, like on the verge of like having World War Three at one point, like sometime earlier this year, or was it late last year? I can't remember. No, it was early. It was this year, I think. Um, Add that to the list, I guess. But. I'm telling you, man, like, I know a draft isn't likely to happen because we haven't had a draft in years, but at the same time, man, like, anything's fucking possible in this year. I can't get drafted anyway because I have, like, I have too many medical issues. 
I have asthma and shit, so uh, I couldn't get drafted anyway. But like honestly, the way the, the way this year has been so fucked, I, there's a chance I probably would, <laughs> based based on there how everything's going right now. So nevertheless, I mean, we're we're I guess we're gonna we're fortunate to be getting a few of the groups that have been releasing records. Like we still uh we we got to listen to the Ghost Inside's album. That's gonna be that's gonna come up at the end of the season. And we got Cedar's new album that's coming out at the end of this month. And then Ten Years is releasing their record next month in September, which I can't wait for. Like we 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 got some we got some groups here and there that are actually releasing records properly. I don't know why they'd even take the risk personally. I mean I would have just been fine with some singles here and there, but like at the end of the day, like it's their choice and everything. It's just, you know, Maybe they're gonna. Maybe they'll rely on digital sales as well, because that's that's mostly how I buy my records now is digital, from YouTube Music and Google Play, which is apparently going away at the end of the year. But uh, all power to them, though. I mean, because I'm sure uh, I'm sure relying on digital sales probably helps too, because especially if people aren't willing to go out to like stores and record stores and buy albums and stuff, digital is most likely how they do it. And that's probably what will probably help boost their sales, you know, here and there. And then when touring starts coming available again, hopefully next year sometime, you know. We're going to a concert next year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, sure. next year we'll find a band that we know. We'll find, like, the closest place we can go. We're going to We're a fucking gonna concert We're going to go see year. Green Day. <laughs> I just, I totally forgot they released that their record earlier, their newest record earlier this you year. You want to know why you forgot? Because they aren't relevant. Who isn't relevant? Exactly. <laughs> Fuck you, Green Day. <laughs> I'd rather listen to Limp Bizkit at this point. Speaking of that, before before we move on to our last subject, I gotta mention this because I showed you this a little while ago. Corey Taylor's new new music. I don't know what the fuck I was listening to earlier. <laughs> I listened to it and I'm like, what is this, this dog? Yeah, it was C like CMFT must be stopped. Does this does this stand for Corey motherfucking Taylor? I'm assuming that's what it stands for. Oh god. I think I wanna slip my wrist. <laughs> Why? See it's not slipknot and it's not stone sour, it's just him. Yeah, know? well I think he should stick the slipknot and stone sour, you know. Appar- apparently according to you know, according to Corey Taylor, you know, it's it's the most personal and like probably the most fun album he's made, oh, yeah. I guess since since being with Slipknot. I'm pretty sure he, you know, he's had fun making the album. You know why not? But when you have lyrics like, what, what the fuck was the line in the song uh, for the chorus? Ah, uh, fuck, I can't. Remember. I can't remember. It was basically like uh, him talking about like how much he's the shit, and it's just like Corey, that's not. Come on, dog, that's not you. And dude, we were talking about this the other day about like, I think we talked about that last week where um, where we were talking about like the um, bands like making uh, like l- lyrical style music that ha- that pretty much like signifies them saying like, yeah, you know, I'm fucking hardcore on the shit, don't fuck with that me, was shit like that. Yeah, it was that. <laughs> My God, man, like, I mean, it gave me instant vibes to that and. It was like a mix between Five Finger Death Punch and like 2001 Limp Biscuit. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm sorry, Corey. I can't get behind that. I'll listen to your album, though. I'll listen to the whole thing and I'll see, I'll see like what's up and everything. You know, just because you know it's one bad apple, don't mean the whole thing is bad. Yeah, true. So I, I was a fan of the other song, though, the uh, Black Eyes Blue. I thought that was I thought that was a pretty somber, somber yeah, song. Yeah, shows off his vocal range. You know, pretty good song. Yeah. So. uh... I'll give the record a chance when it comes out. I don't know when it comes out yet, but uh, I'm assuming it's going to be soon since he's already releasing tracks from it. But we'll see how that goes, I guess. But I mean, that the only thing positive I would say about that C- CMFT must be stopped. The like, the the beat and the rhythm to the song is on point. Like the drum work and everything, and the guitars, like everything was like you could you could really like get into it. And even Corey's singing wasn't bad. It was just like a uh, just the style that he tried to do, it felt like two like two thousands like rap rock type of thing. And he was featuring like Tech Nine and someone else who I don't even know. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, we gotta end this segment before I have an aneurysm. <laughs> I can't deal with this anymore. 
Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. So, uh, <clears throat> on that note, we're going to end this little session right here. We're going to take one more little short break, and then we'll be back to talk about our final subject, which is going to be, uh, what was it? Um, the mu- musical hypo- hypocrites. Yeah. So, that's going to be fun, because I know me and you have a lot of stuff to say about that. So, we'll be right back with our final subject. Right back. Hello, welcome back everyone for our last topic of the day. This has been a travesty from start to finish, but we're still here. So let's continue. Our last topic is going to be musical hypocrites. Now, when I say musical hypocrites, Amira, what do you think this means? Sounds like a song written by Five Finger Death Punch. Starring Preston. (laughs) No, but seriously, uh, when I think musical hypocrites, I think people who when after the artist has died they start listening to his music and they start praising him but during the artist's career they were shitting on the artist or they didn't know anything about them they didn't know that they, they, they even existed exactly <sighs> there are many many and can I just say like for a record label how shit of an idea it is to release someone's fucking music and try to pass it off as like your own idea and you know collect the royalties and shit from their unreleased music like how disrespectful can you fucking be towards a dead person literally and it goes back to what we were briefly talking about earlier is you know this ain't about politics and shit but like you know at the end of the day it's all about money that's all it usually is and Honestly, I can't fucking stand, you know, labels and people that do that. And, like, take... What about the uh, the Post Malone and Ozzy Osbourne thing? That shit pissed me off so much. About how, you know, there's a lot of people out there who don't know who Ozzy Osbourne is. And while I get there, maybe people like that, you know, maybe they're just people that don't listen to that style of music or whatever. But there's people that do listen to this style... And they like Post Malone. Let's say I like Post Malone. I think I think he's a, I think he's a good artist. I think he's a decent artist. Yeah, we should talk about him one day. Like maybe maybe we can make an episode where we can actually talk about him because he's done like you know his shit with the uh, the Nirvana tributes and stuff like that. And he he likes playing Nirvana songs. Apparently he's a big Nirvana. He's a big metal fan. Yeah. So we'll save that for another day. But we we, we will talk about Post Malone here sometime. But the incident you know with uh, Ozzy releasing Ordinary Man and. Post Malone being a guest star on one or two of his tracks, or was Ozzy on one of his tracks and then him on one of Ozzy's tracks? Ozzy was on one of his tracks. Yeah. And his was uh, Take What You Want, right? I think so. And then Ozzy's was the song uh, It's a Raid. I think it was. But, um, so, what I'm getting at is, you know, there's people that know who he is, there's people that don't know who he is, and then he collaborates with Post Malone and then you get those people that are out there that's like, oh, we should really thank Post Malone for discovering this Aussie guy. Like, I don't even know who this guy is, but he's an undiscovered talent. And I, <laughs> that made me so mad because I'm like, he's been around for, he's been around since the 70s. He's been around longer than Post has been alive. He, he's been like, he started off music well with Black Sabbath. So like, and that was like back in the 70s. I think it was 1970 or like yeah, it was late, like late 60s. 1970 was when they released their debut album. And then like later on that year in, in 1970, that's when they released their second album, which was uh, Paranoia, which is the one where um, War Pigs was on. And that's like the song that they're most well known for as far as I know. And then they just kind of took off from there you know, until Ozzy got fired and shit. And then uh, uh, What's-His-Face came in. What was that? guy's name again that took over after him was it a yeah Dio yeah and then he stayed with the band for a while and then then they had like two or three other singers yeah so many fucking auditions for a new vocalist after Dio but you know that's besides the point 
the point being is that these, these fans know absolutely nothing about these artists. And oh my God, you know what? Chris Cornell. I'm oh. not going to stand there. I'm not going to sit here and act like I listened to Chris Cornell's music day in and day out. Because I didn't. And I'm not going to claim that I'm his biggest fan ever. Because I'm not. I don't know Chris Cornell too well. I know some songs. I don't know every song. You know what bands he was in. Exactly. But at the end of the day, I won't call myself a fan because I don't listen to him that much. I would love to listen to him and discover him and his history and what made him so significant in the scene, but I'm not going to call myself a fan. Now, there's some people out there, like Lincoln Park, for example. I was going to say that, too. Lincoln Park. When Chester passed away, everyone came out of the woodworks to say how amazing One More Light was. But when the album dropped, everyone said, Oh, it's too poppy, Lincoln Park changed, they're so shit now, blah, blah, blah. What happened to the band? Why can't you go back to hybrid theory? There is even a video that was released where it says that, uh, it was an article too, where it said Mike Shinoda came out and said that after One More Light's release, Chester was really disappointed in like the, the backlash you know, that One More Light was getting. And like he, it, it bothered him a lot, apparently. Because of that, and then you know, after his death, you know, people have been like, "Oh, he was, oh, I loved all his music." One more light is like the greatest, the best album ever of their seven, eight albums or whatever it was. Now there may be a handful of people that you know stick apart from the crowd and actually really did enjoy that album, but you know, I, I liked a few songs off of that album. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think it was their best work, but I mean, it's not bad. No, but I'm not going to sit there and be like, every single song he ever released was the greatest song of all time, because it's just simply not true. I, you know, I had my my favorite Lincoln Park songs and some that, you know, weren't my favorite. But at the end of the day, man, I loved Chester's music. I loved his music. I, li- I loved everything he did. And I knew who he was. I knew the impact he had. Some people don't even know who he was, but yet they're still the ones commenting under the music video. It's gonna miss you forever, Chester. I hope to see you someday. And, you know, they get thousands upon thousands of likes, and they, they know nothing about the man, his music, the band, his history with the band, nothing. Oh. It's, and it's like, um, it, it's like that with every band, man. Bullet for my Valentine. They push up their sound a bit, everyone starts saying bullshit. Like, like with gravity, like with gra- over temper, temper. Yeah, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, this album's so bad. You guys changed and whatnot." And then Venom came out, and they went, they started going back to their original sound. Here comes everybody. Oh my God, man! I can't believe I've been here since day one. And blah blah blah. <laughs> no, you haven't. No, you haven't. You were shitting on the album. Me personally, I've loved every single uh, Bullet on Valentine album. So have I. Man. And then. It's the same with uh, Bring Me the Horizon. It's the same with, you know, some events, Seven Bow Track. Like, everyone shitted on Hell of the King, and then they came out with the stage, and, and here comes everybody again. Oh, this is the best album they've ever released, and where were you during Hell of the King? You didn't even get that album a chance. All oh. you guys said, it sounded like Metallica. How was that a bad thing? I would take Dude, that as a huge compliment. Being, being compared to Metallica should be, like, a huge-ass compliment. Because, like, I think they're... Around at the time when Hail to the King was coming out, and people started making those comparisons, they thought it sounded too much like uh, like their uh, Metallica's The Black Album from 1991. And I don't, I don't understand why people why people would even think that. I mean, an album's an album, you know. Like bands are inspired by other bands, you know. Like every band that's around today, I'm sure they've been inspired by more artists and musicians. People that have been around since, you know, way before they were even around. Because, you know, we're all humans and we all start off small and then we grow up. And as we're growing up, we hear these other people that make music. And then eventually when we grow up, we get inspired because of what we heard from them. And then we just kind of want to carry on, you know, that, you know, that inspiration when it comes to making music. And honestly, I think that's what they were doing. I mean, I don't know if that makes much sense, but that's... That's kind of how, like, I've, I've been, like, working that out of my head. But that's how I feel. I don't know. And, and you know, the worst, the worst of them are the, the critics, the reviewers. Oh, my God. They're so back and forth. 
every fucking thing. They contradict themselves on almost every single album review there is. One minute, oh, I hated this album. But then two years later, when they release another album, yeah, I like the last album better, you know, I thought that one was better, and it was blah, 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 and it's just, dude, make up your mind, I thought you hated it. You like, did you love it, or did you hate it? Or were you just doing that for the money? And that's why I don't, that's why I don't really give a shit about, you know, album critics and things like that anymore. Like, there was a YouTuber that I was watching that was, that was reviewing Outsider with Three Days Grace. And he was telling, he was saying, he was giving, like, his thoughts on each song. And he was telling, like, he was telling us, you know, like, uh, what songs he, he enjoyed, which ones he didn't really like. And he was giving, like, specific reasons why he didn't like it. And, you know, obviously, you know, that's his opinion and everything. But, you know, my opinion is different than that because, honestly, I think that perfect to me. I don't think there's a bad song on that album, but, you know, that, that's just our opinions. So, I mean... And it's the same for me with uh, Parasite E when Bird Moon Horizon dropped it. I listened to it, I'm like, what the hell is this? You showed me that song. Yeah, I did. And uh, the reviewers were saying, oh, man, this isn't even that great of a song. And I agreed. I'm like, man, this, this song is shit. And then I gave it a couple more listens. I'm like, you know what? The lyrics, though, are, the lyrics are talking about some, some really deep stuff. You know? I can get down Then it's pretty much talking about COVID. Pretty much. But it, it suits it so well. And then I started listening to the instrumentals and the vocals and I'm like this isn't even that bad I can get down with this and you know you've got to be willing to give these things a chance man don't listen to the critics or the reviewers go out there and give it a shot for yourself see if you like it you never know you might like it like uh, at first you know growing up I didn't like metal music I'm gonna be honest with you I went through a whole rap scene so did I really I didn't like metal music but you know what my brother started listening to it and I gave it a shot I started with a classic band like Metallica Nirvana Nirvana <laughs> uh, I had to throw that out there you know uh, Megadeth uh, Breaking Benjamin you know and then I started with like WWE video games and whatnot. here we go again <laughs> and then and then from there it expanded and I started going into heavier music and middle in uh, ninth grade I discovered Suicide Silence and you know all the heavier deathcore bands and death metal bands and I started listening to all that and then my music came evolved to the point to where rap isn't even in my list of genres I listen to anymore I mean I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy a couple of songs here and there but I'll still I'll still bang Eminem all day like Eminem is like the one a rapper I probably still listen to now but I, I don't listen to rap. You know, metal took over for me, and metal was, frankly, where is that? Why? Because I gave it a chance. I kept listening over and over and over again. And I think, you know, that's what you should do as far as albums, as far as songs. You know, give it a chance and listen for yourself. Don't go off of other people's opinions. That's pretty much everything I wanted to say. I mean, I pretty much agree with everything you just said. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, your own music is what you listen to, you know? There's, don't really give a shit about what anyone else says. You love whatever music you love, and you don't need to rely on the opinion of others. Like, you don't even have to listen to us, you know? This is just how we feel. Like, I feel the need to reiterate that every few episodes, but everything that we've been saying in the in all these, we're in season two right now, you know? We've only, we've only been doing this for a couple of months. Everything we say on here is like our opinion, so you don't have to listen to us. We're just telling you like how we feel. And these are our personal opinions. You know, me and you haven't always agreed on everything that, you know, what we've been talking about, you know, you'll feel one way, I'll feel a different way. But at the end of the day, you know, it's it's about how we, it's about how you feel yourself about what you listen to and things like that. So at the end of the day, music is our passion. I'm glad to be doing this podcast because I love talking about music and shit like that. Um and I hope everyone out there, you know, enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you next weekend. And I hope you guys have a blessed day.